Did you know you have the power to transform your health and your life? After years of suffering with undiagnosed autoimmune symptoms, I found myself on an endless loop of expensive supplements, broken promises, and drive-through meals. I was a busy working mom struggling with chronic pain. I could no longer keep up with life until I decided to take my health into my own hands. I discovered the healing power of whole foods and incorporated a healthy lifestyle that is simple, affordable, and maintainable even when life gets busy. With easy, whole food meal prep, meal planning, and wellness strategies, I healed my autoimmune symptoms, regained my energy, and lost 30 pounds along the way. I discovered I had the power to change my life, and I know you have that power too. Whether you're looking to reduce inflammation, lose weight, or optimize your health, this is it. Get ready to discover the vibrant life you deserve with the Prepared for Wellness podcast. I'm Ashley Cavolo, and I can't wait to join you on this journey. Welcome back, everyone. I have an amazing guest on the show today. Deborah Southgate is a personal change expert and the mastermind behind Project U, a program designed to help women take charge of their lives and make meaningful change. Her easy-to-implement process puts women in control of their current situations, allowing them to progress at their own pace and feel confident in their decision-making. Through her extensive experience with global corporations such as BT, Dyson, Louis Vuitton, and Tony and Guy, as well as organizations such as the UK NHS, she has a deep understanding understanding of the science behind human behavior and motivation. Deborah's innovative approach to personal change incorporates project management methodologies used by companies worldwide. Deborah's passion is to help women find purpose and joy in their lives, which is the heart behind Project U. Deborah's message is one that we all need to hear. We can overcome and achieve amazing things with the right mindset. She has a truly inspiring story that proves we can rise above pain, setbacks, and limiting beliefs. She reminds us that our struggles are the stepping stones along our journey, eventually becoming pivotal turning points in our stories and leading us to where we were meant to be. I am grateful to have Deborah here today to talk about this important topic. Deborah, I am so happy to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me as a guest as well. Yeah, thank you for being here. So you have created the Project You program. And I'm just curious, how did you come up with this program? Well, <laughs> there's a big story that sits behind it. So uh, going back to my 29th birthday is actually when, when I look back as the sort of trigger point for everything actually starting to go wrong in my life. Um, I got in a bit of a panic because I hit 29 and I realized I was only a year off turning 30. And there were all of these things that I realized that I really wanted to achieve by the time I was 30. So I was thinking about things like find the right man, get married, maybe be starting a family soon, buy the house, move on with my career, earn a certain amount of money. So I had all of these big sort of life ambitions that that I wanted to achieve for myself. And I realized that I was nowhere near achieving any of them by, by the date that I had thought I would, which was my 30th birthday. And so that set off for me a spiral of kind of panicked and bad decisions for myself. 
Um, and and also it, it, during that period of time, I was also involved in a in a car crash that left me with a lot of physical problems. So I was in a lot of pain. I was I couldn't sleep because of the pain. I no route for me to get better. Although I was walking, I couldn't walk very far off for very long or stand up for very long. And so that was then impacting all of the rest of my life in terms of how I was coping. So stress at work became heightened because of the pain. My stresses around where I was in life became heightened because of the pain and my coping mechanisms, etc. And so I spiraled downward quite badly, making a few bad decisions, stayed in the wrong relationship for myself, took a, a, a turn in my career, took a job that wasn't the right one for me. And uh, to to cut a not so nice story short, by the time I sort of reached my worst place, I ended up signed off work due to stress and anxiety. I had been suffering lots of panic attacks. I was separated and headed for divorce from the man who became my husband, who was the, you know, the relationship that was the wrong one. My physical health was really bad. I couldn't exercise. I was still in all this pain, not sleeping very well. And my mental health was in a bad place as well because of, of, of where I had got to. And so I had to really stop and, and think about how I was going to come out of this bad place. So I had to start with looking at how am I going to manage my, my stresses and my mental health? What, are the, what is the plan I'm going to go about for my physical health? And what am I going to do about my career here? And 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 how am I going to move forwards with that? And then also, you know, and then in time, relationship. And so because at work, I was I had been working in the field of project management and and I really loved project management. And so what I decided to do is bring the processes from my project management work into my personal life. So take a very structured methodology-based approach, so process-driven approach to what I was going to do to get myself out of this sort of really dark place that I was in. So so I started to create a plan and and come up with a um you know a proper project plan of how I was going to go about getting out of it and and gradually bit by bit you know I was bringing new things in um, and doing things for myself and making improvements and trying things and and everything actually started to come together for me then and so uh, I I created my own business then set up a project management consultancy business and 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 that was about 10 years ago now and so that that progressed really well uh my physical health got loads better i learned how to manage my stresses and my anxiety and i found the right man and since got married so that's great so i'm married <laughs> second time around now um and then i think really for me when we got to the pandemic and the lockdown, as probably with many people, it was a bit of a time of reflection and just where am I at in life and what's going on and everything. And that was the point in time where I, I said, do you know what? I don't know whether I want to keep on doing this corporate project management work for the rest of my working years. 
that I want to do something different. I want to give more back to people. And so then I started to look at taking the methodology that I had put together for myself personally, for what I could do in my life and go, well, what can I do with this to help people? And really that was where the idea came from about putting together a process that could be uh, taught or shared with anybody who, who could then use it for their own changes in life whether that be around relationships or health or work, et cetera. So, so that is the project you process that I now use. And so I've, I've made a shift in my career and my business to, to work with individuals and to, and to help them to get the changes they want in life. I love this story. This is amazing. <laughs> um, I find it so interesting that people when we're in the darkest time, we somehow find a way mm. to use our resources to you, you all of a sudden realize you have to pull yourself out of there somehow, some way, figure it out. And I relate to that so much. So I just find it amazing. And so I'm really curious to know um, what, what is the process that you came up with? Because you could have gone in so many directions with this. And I'm just wondering what you came up with. I, I think this is pretty amazing. So, well, thank you. Um, yeah. So, so I think, and, and you're right. I wholeheartedly agree with where do we, where do we get that energy from when we're in that dark place? And I think we, we all have it somewhere in us. It, it, we have to get to a point, I think, where the pain is it the pain of doing something new or the fear of doing something new and different becomes less than the pain of staying where you are and it's that it's that yeah. balance at some point you, you the, the scales tip and you go no more and I need to 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 get past that hurdle and start something different so um so it's a, it's a really interesting point in life I think and a lot of people probably do find they've hit it at certain points um but to go back to your question so so the process I worked through so uh, so in the corporate world that so there was two factors really about the corporate world that I found really interesting to bring to my personal life around project management so one is that there's there's only really probably three main methodologies that are used to deliver projects in the corporate world. And I've worked in retail, um, in tele telecoms, in the charity sector, for, on government projects, um, manufacturing, you name it. I You look across all these different kinds of organizations, all different kinds of projects, whether they're engineering projects, technology, marketing, people projects. There's only a few methodologies that are used. And they're very, they're very, very similar. You can move around and you, you can go in and you can pick up a different project and you understand the structure of it. So that was one thing. And, and the second overarching factor for me is that projects always deliver. Mm. So I've delivered hundreds, if not thousands of projects on behalf of different companies, and they always get to their end point. They get to a, the goal. That's not to say there aren't curveballs and, you know, difficult points in them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do alter direction slightly, but they, they always get to where they wanted to go. And so that was what I wanted to bring in. So I looked at these kind of three main methodologies that are used 
And I started going, well, which bits am I using when I do this personally myself? So, you know, because obviously I was just using the idea or the concept of a structure rather than writing out the whole methodology and then applying it. And I had, so I had to retrospectively look back and think, how am I doing it? And so there's, there's bits of different types of, of methodologies. So both agile methodologies and waterfall ones, if that means anything to you. But um, so th there's six steps in my process, essentially. So step one is self-discovery. And that's where we kind of go and have a look at what is behind what you want to do. What, is, what are the reasons for it? Where has it come from? And what has been holding somebody back specifically? And it's a really good opportunity to, to just explore where there might be, for example, self-limiting beliefs that are stopping somebody from getting where they want to go. But also really having a good focus on, well, where, who's, what's the sort of person do you want to be? And where are you trying to get to in the future? And really thinking about future you and, and what, what you want that to look like. And then it goes into step two of setting goals in a really specific way that will then support you on the journey forward as you progress through your project delivery. In step three, it's then about breaking the goals down. So we take each goal one by one, and then I work with clients on creating lists of different things. So that might be things like what actions are you going to take? What resources are you going to need? What sort of help are you going to have to reach out for? What learning are you going to need to do? What, what are the tasks that need to be done in order to get you towards this goal? And so it's a bit of a kind of brain dump, get everything down. Mm -hmm. And then moving from that brain dump, it's about putting some order around it. And so typically, depending on the nature of, of where we're going and the, and the sort of change that somebody wants to put in place, I'll be looking at what is your daily routine and what do we need to alter and where are we going to find time in that to do the things we want to do? What is your weekly routine? And then what is a plan for the coming weeks and months that we can work through in a way that's going to fit with your schedule and fit with everything else that's going on in life, right? Because you can never dedicate yourself fully to one thing. There's there's family and fun and work and other things to be done. And so it's about coming up with a plan that's really workable with all of those other commitments that, that are going on in life. And then step five is, um, is, is a real playback to that project management approach, which is about risk management. So it's just stopping and having a think through what are the things that are likely to slow you down or stop you in getting towards the goals that you want. And everybody has some risks, even if they don't if, if they're not aware of them. So for example, the, the most basic risk that most of us will carry when we're trying to put some change in place in our life would be around falling off the wagon with it, around giving up, around losing motivation, getting distracted. We all know what that feels like. We've all had something that we've set out to do and at some point maybe not seen it through properly or we all know somebody who said, yeah, I'm going to, lose weight, get a new job, whatever it is, and then they, they don't get on and do it. And so it's about thinking through what is likely to trigger that happening. Let's think through that before it happens and let's come up with some strategies. What are we going to do to minimize it? And what are we going to do if it happens to, to steer you back on course? Um, 
And then finally, step six is the reflect step. And it's actually a repeating step that I use with people to reflect on where they're at so far. What have they done? What have they achieved? Let's celebrate some successes and and acknowledge actually what's been done so far. And then also, what have you learned? So if things didn't quite go to plan, is that because we need to adjust the plan? Or is it just that that there was a one-off thing that, that happened and we carry on as we were? Have you learned that there's something new that needs to be added into the plan that you haven't thought of before because now you've started working through it, you you understand more? And so this reflect process actually just kind of allows you to refocus on your goal um, and steer you back on track and make sure that you keep heading in the right direction until you get to, to actually completing that goal. So that's um, it, kind of nutshell overview. <laughs> That's amazing. It it really is digging deep and but you also are there to guide them along the way, which is huge because sometimes going it alone is difficult and it's nice to be able to reflect on things to somebody else and have somebody, you know, looking from the outside in as well. So I find that really amazing. How long would you say it takes somebody to get through the process? I'm sure it depends on the person and the situation yeah I mean like you say it depends on the person and the goal that they're, they're headed for you know if if they were looking to run a half marathon in six weeks time then it's six weeks <laughs> yeah um, what what I have found with the clients that I've worked with that is often there's more than one goal and maybe they didn't acknowledge that there was more than one goal until we did that first step and they realized there might be a main goal but actually sitting behind it, sometimes there's other things around improving self-esteem or self-confidence, for example, and we do set some goals around that sort of thing. Um, and so the time frame typically that I see an overall full result with them is about six months. But we feel like we're making progress from fairly early on in because mm. once you get through that first step in, in the six step process, then people really feel like they're gathering momentum and they're they're starting to feel that motivation and they're understanding how a process can really support them in moving forwards and so they're gaining that confidence. So, so there's changes happening for my clients from fairly early on, but it's tends to be it's tended to be a sort of probably four to six months period where we really see the full, the full changes come about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I find it so interesting that it it tends to follow the same progression as, you know, a health, a change in the health lifestyle, even within two weeks, you know, from beginning, we start to feel different, we notice slight changes, and that can completely shift your mindset, you know, and it sets you off on the right path from the get go. You make your first change towards something. And, and particularly with health, you can feel this yourself. As soon as you feel that you've done something and it's worked for you, that inspires you, that motivates you, and that fires you up to do the next thing. And, and sometimes I find working with people will start with really small steps because that's all they're ready to do at that mm-hmm. point. And that's all they feel comfortable doing. It's only when you get through the small steps, then you're ready to take on those those bigger commitments and those bigger challenges. And there is there is a path towards that. It doesn't have to be yeah. the full jump, both feet all in at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. 
So what types of things do people come to you for? Do you ever see people coming to you for, say, health changes? So my clients have typically come for me for a bit of a range of things, to be honest. They, they've got one bigger goal, um, which is going to be something like might be career change or for example, like moving somewhere new, moving to a different country I've, I've had. Um, but actually, there, there's often there's other things as well when we explore that they might be saying, oh, actually, I feel a bit down about the way that I look. Or actually, I'm not sure that my health is so great. So so there's there's some things that they want to do about putting in place a healthier lifestyle um better routines around things and maybe feeling better about themselves really is, is where that's driven from and and then often some stuff around uh communication improvement self-esteem confidence so sometimes there's some secondary goals that are a little bit quieter and not you know then it's not going to be as out there as the big new job but actually the underlying things are what's needed to support them in getting forward with the career change or the the move of house or whatever it is so so, so it's it it does encompass a range and probably as we all know ourselves and certainly from my own story whilst I was probably really focused on getting my business off the ground and ultimately I, I did want to be in a relationship without sorting out the health things that were sitting underlying the reason why I'd got so sick I wasn't going to be able to do those things and without building up my own self-esteem and my own self-confidence to move forwards I wasn't going to be able to build the business that I wanted and I wasn't going to go and find a good relationship with with a decent man and and you know for that to move forward in a, in a good and healthy way so actually we often have to look inside first and do that work and and on our own health and well-being before we're ready to to tackle those bigger things but but then what i find is that we can start with the small things towards the big goals and then we're looking at those foundational pieces at the same time and and so it tends to move forward in this really lovely way together yeah yeah it really connects with what i teach people and you find out what your reasons are for wanting to change you know we have to figure out really what's holding you back what what is getting in the way how we move forward from there dig deep um and even with holistic wellness you know you're you're looking for the root cause and it's the same way when you're dealing with life itself, you know, what is the root cause of where we're, where we are, why we're stuck. Um, so figuring out that root cause to move forward is key. And I see that in what you're talking about here and it, it all connects. It's really quite amazing. Yeah. So I'm just curious, how do you manage your health, your wellness, your balance in everyday life? What do you do to manage stress and the craziness of the world these days? And there's a lot of craziness, right? So there sure is. <laughs> we need to do that. So uh, I have built up over the years, a number of things that work really well for me. And it it's definitely taken me some time to work out the things that have worked for me versus those that haven't. But the, the things that are really important for me are my, my morning routine. So I love my morning routine. So I love, I get up early. The first thing I do is meditation. 
So anywhere between maybe 10 and 25 minutes, depending how long I've got. I normally listen to a guided meditation. I then do breathing exercises. So Wim Hof breathing, I'm sure you're probably aware of Wim Hof breathing. I find that um, a lovely way to make sure that I'm both woken up and relaxed. And then beyond that, I'll then normally go to doing some exercise. So quite often that starts with an early walk outdoors because early sunlight is really good for my sleep patterns later on in the day. So, so, so that may just be a kind of 10 minute walk or it might be half an hour, depending, like I say, how much time I've got. And then often for me, it will be either a workout at home or I'll go to the gym and work out. If I'm at the gym, I'll after I've worked out, then I'll be going for a sauna. So I try and make sure that I get into the sauna three or four times a week because I know that that's really good for uh, for cleaning out toxins. It's good for my long-term cardiovascular health, et cetera. And then I follow that just to hark back to the Wim Hof element. I follow that with a cold shower. So I will, so I'll always, not, not always a full cold shower, but I'll always... <laughs> I'll always end my shower with a cold minute or two to make sure I get that shock. Um, it's good for my skin, again, good for the cardiovascular system. And and it's good for my resilience in pushing myself forward to remind myself that I can do the hard things. Um, so I try and start my day with those things. And like I say, I flex the, the, the amount of time that I spend on them, but it's really important for me to, to do those things. And then... Um, I do. Uh, I sometimes do some breathing exercises in the evening and that helps me just with unwinding. I have a, a Shakti mat at home. If you do you know what Shakti mat? Yes. Are? Yeah. So, yep. so sometimes 20 minutes on the Shakti mat in the evening. If I feel quite wound up from the day, that's a, that's a really good way to unwind. There's a light bit of breathing exercises just as I get into bed, actually, to, to calm down. I have a gratitude practice. So just before I kind of go to sleep, I try and come up with three things for the day that I'm thankful for, just to remind myself, even if it's been a hard day, there's still lots of good things in this world and in life. Um, and then I think outside of that is probably really around my my diet. So I try and do intermittent fasting. I, I, I aim for six days a week, six, seven days a week. I, I probably achieve five most days of the week. So <laughs> for me, that means that I'm uh, only eating in about a sort of six or seven hour window um, during the day, which typically would be between 12 and six or seven. So no breakfast. I uh, minimize how much wheat I eat. I try not to eat sugary food. So if if I was if I was doing it perfectly, I'd say no wheat, no sugar, no breakfast. But there are exceptions which I allow myself. So <laughs> yeah, so that that tends to be the things that I do to try and look after my well being and my health. And um, and I'm in way better place than I was certainly ten years ago when I was in that kind of really dark place. My my physical health's really good. I can walk as long as I want and stand up as long as I want and do all the exercise at the gym and everything. So so it's also really important to me because I know how awful it feels when I can't do that. And so I really appreciate the physical health that I do now have. And so it's something I, I don't take for granted and I take really seriously as well. There's there's a there's an attitude towards it which which makes me 
almost I think I can probably say I'm glad that that happened to me it's taken me a long time to be able to say I'm glad that that car accident and things happened to me but the difference it makes to me now and how focused I am on looking after my health I don't believe I would be in this place if it wasn't for gone to having gone to the darker place first so it it it, uh it 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 does really mean a lot to me to to look after my health yeah. Yeah. And I feel the same way. You know, there's no chance go- of going back. You know, once you move forward, you know how good it feels, like you said. So you, you just keep moving forward and you you begin to look for other ways to improve even further. And you open your mind to things you never knew existed, you never thought of. Pretty amazing. And your story is so inspirational. And I just think it's wonderful so thank you so much for coming on I really do appreciate it you have an amazing story yeah yeah so how can people connect with you so uh they can find me on Instagram I am the Deborah Southgate or they can go to my website at deborahsouthgate.com and I have a free online training course a four-part course there if people would like to find out a bit more about what I do and how I work Great. Well, thank you, Deborah. It was so wonderful talking with you. And I'm so glad to have met you. Hopefully now we're lifelong friends and we can continue (laughs) connecting with more and more people sharing stories and inspiration. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope this episode helped you in your health journey and just maybe you learned something new. If you love this episode, please leave a review. When you do, you are helping this podcast reach others around the world. Visit my website, preparedforwellness.com to view my coaching offers, free recipes, and so much more. Don't forget to grab your free gift while you're there. Follow me on Instagram at Prepared for Wellness and join my VIP Facebook group, Prepared for Wellness Community. Don't miss out on the fun and special announcements.